Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And good morning, everybody. It is time for the Garden Wise Show right here on KLVZ AM Legends 810 with your Garden Wise guys, Jim Borland, that's me, and Keith Funk. Well, hello, hello. hello there. I want to know how everybody likes this trace to two inches of snow that turned out to be seven to eight inches. Well, we didn't get seven to eight inches. No, we, we got did. maybe four. No, we got, we got six, seven. Uh, well, lucky you. Yeah. Yeah, lucky me. <laughs> By the way, yeah, if you're thinking about going out today and you know just driving around for whatever reason, don't. The roads are terrible. I think this this snowstorm caught all the road crews off guard. The roads are snow packed and icy, icy in some spots. Oh my goodness! And I didn't see any a uh, few spots where they may have put down some salt or mag chloride or something, but you know, 99% of the roads are just terrible. As my young children would call it, slickery. It is slickery. You don't have any gription whatsoever. <laughs> no, none at all. <laughs> That's another word one of your kids came yeah. up with, which I think, by the way, is a good term. I think gription. so. Gription, yeah. yeah. They should put that in, well, it probably is in the dictionary. I didn't check. I look, haven't either. We'll have, we'll have our, uh, our crew in the, other, in the other room there to look up gription. G-R-I-P-T-I-O-N. Gription. See if that's a word. All right, coming up. All right, we're going to do a garden show here this morning. The way this operates is the same way it has operated for the past 27 years. Different phone number than before, but uh, a phone number it is, and here it is, 303-477-2473 to get in here and talk with the garden wise guys. So what's going on gardening today? Not, not much. Not, not, not much outside, that's what? for sure. It's 14 degrees right now. <laughs> it's hard to believe that it's supposed to get up to 42 today. Yeah, they, I, well, the, sun, uh, uh, the sky is clear, so maybe that will happen. We shall see. But I spent the rest, uh, most of yesterday, cleaning up. And what? I figured probably three years' worth of cleanup. <laughs> I haven't done <laughs> oh, anything. <dear. laughs> You know, two years of COVID, and I think a year before I didn't do anything either. Well, yeah, you couldn't clean up your garden in COVID. No. No. No, and they can't. Not, not a, even with a mask. <laughs> That's right. Although I should have been wearing a mask because things got kind of dusty underneath some of those shrubs. I'll bet. Well, I raked out a lot of my neighbor's leaves. Yes. Did I say a lot of my neighbor's leaves? Yes, you did. <laughs> I'm about a little over a third done, and I got four heaping wheelbarrow loads of detritus are you gonna make leaf mold i'm gonna make all kinds of mold <laughs> compost mold <laughs> i'm gonna make spores that's what i'm gonna do spores yeah mold spores oh yeah you don't want to breathe those in no don't want to breathe those in although i probably <laughs> breathed in a pound or two yesterday <laughs> no <laughs> doubt <tell> <laughs> hey that makes you know your your um your body stronger. It does, and and I and I found some plants. I found some plants that I thought were gone. No, did you? <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. <laughs> yes, a bunch of um, uh, yuccas that 
I kind of remember planting, but it have been covered <laughs> up with things years ago. <laughs> kind of remember. Kind of remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that too. So this Stuff comes up in the spring. How did that get there? Yeah, how did I, why did I plant that there? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, they didn't jump from the backyard to the side yard or I whatever. <laughs> but I got yuckers coming up on the edge of the sidewalk. What? I mean, right at the edge. That's no, I didn't plant those there. No, you wouldn't have. And uh, some, <laughs> I got, a, I got a gnome that comes in every night and plants stuff. Mm. Yeah, he's. Hey, I'd like to hire gnome. that gnome. <laughs> I, I think he's on hiatus not now. Right now, he's well, done, I would think so. He's, he's done in hibernating in Honduras or someplace. Yeah, planting stuff down there. Hey, it is the this month though. There is things that you should be getting ready to seed indoors if you're wanting to plant. Oh them yeah, out. we're getting that time of year. You know, by the by the middle of the month, middle toward the end of this month, you could be th- seeding things indoors, getting ready for outside. Things like your coal crops, C O L E, not C O L D, but it's both. I guess it, either one is accurate. Uh, the, the derivation <laughs> is the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kohlrabi, kale, and cabbage. Those are I'm going to pass on all three of those. Thank you. Oh, I love kohlrabi. <laughs> oh, yeah, kohlrabi, sure. Yeah, and I love cabbage, too. Uh, broccoli and cauliflower, that whole group, that whole brassica yep. group is a great one to start early because you're going to be planting them out by the end of March or so in the cold, cold weather because that's what they need. That's right. You can also plant the seeds of um, parsley and collards and onions. Onions, onion seed, yeah. Spinach. <coughs> Any ver- any number of different lettuces, getting them ready to plant I out think by. I think was lettuce. Lettuce, okay. Uh, all of those can be done in the house, getting them ready for planting out in late March, That's early right. April. Uh, you always want to. I mean, the general rule of thumb is if you've got some seed of something and you want to know, well, how how far ahead should I plant it indoors to get it ready for outdoors? Count back six weeks from the the date that you want to plant it out yeah now that's a general rule of thumb some things take more like eight or 12 weeks yeah um but in general and and it'll tell you on the seed packet yeah another thing is like two days (laughs) yeah Uh, uh, cucumbers and squash (laughs) you don't do those for more than about 10 days to two weeks before you want to put them out but um, one of our advertisers on the show, you probably heard, is Botanical Interest Seed. Mm-hmm. And they're a, lo- they're a local Colorado company. They're right up there in Brighton. But they sell everywhere. They sell all, all over the place. And, I mean, coast to coast and probably <coughs> internationally as well. And in Hawaii. Well, there you go. Yeah. I, the garden center in Hilo, Hawaii. Uh-huh. There is only one. Uh, the only seed they carry. Oh, I'd like to botani- go over there and sell them that. Botani- bot- botanical interest. Yeah. <laughs> a full range. I mean, everything they offer is there. Oh, they have a huge offering. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of varieties of things. Things that are, or they have a whole organic line. You, you name it, they've got it. Well, one of the cool things I like about it, especially for new gardeners, if you haven't planted a vegetable garden or planted seed or flowers, directly in the in the ground from seed you may not know what those seedlings look like when they come up yeah how do you tell the difference between your cosmos seedling and marigold seedlings and a weed yeah you know so that's the cool thing about these packages is that on the back of the packet it shows you a picture yep of what that seedling will look like so that you don't end up pulling it out thinking it's a weed 
And if you're like me, some of these things take two or three weeks to germinate. You forgot where you, you put them. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or you could put a sea of labels out in your yard, I guess. Well, that's true, too. <clears throat> you know, and, and usually you can tell, especially in vegetable gardens, because you're planting things in rows. So yep. everything that comes up in a nice row, you figure, that must be the thing I planted. <laughs> All the things that look alike, that yeah. must be the seedling. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But they give you lots of directions. I think they even have recipes on the inside of the yeah, uh, packet yeah, for yeah. a lot of the vegetable stuff. But uh, that little seedling drawing or picture that they have on the packet is, I think, really helpful for for new for new gardeners or for somebody, even an experienced gardener, who is planting something for the first time that they've never planted. You, you just don't know what the seedling leaves are going to look like. By the way, the guy who owns the company, who, who runs the company, I believe, I think he does that from home. <laughs> or in his case, from vacation. <laughs> Curtis? <laughs> Curtis. Because he's put <clears throat> all kinds of, of pictures on Facebook of him in Arizona. Yeah. Well, Curtis is kind of <coughs> half in, half out, and then his um, wife, Judy. Yes. Pretty much is holding the reins as well. They are a team. Yeah. Along with a whole gaggle of other people that, you know, you've got all kinds of people across the yeah, country and everywhere. But this is really neat because I know the people who service the accounts here. Uh, and they go in, you know, people place their orders, and then... The rep goes into the store and takes the boxes of seed and puts them on the rack in the correct order. And that lasts about a week. That lasts a, <laughs> that long, you think? <laughs> That's right. But I want that. I want that. No, I'll put these back. The, anywhere the seed, racks are, seed racks are <clears throat> in the garden centers now and fully stocked. I would expect, as in the past two years, that they're going to sell down quickly. Yep. And certain things are going to sell out. So even if you're not planning to plant something until May, I would recommend you get out there to the stores and find the things you like now and just store them in a cool, dry place until you're ready to plant them. And should you not find the lettuce that you want, you know, like black-seeded symptom, if they don't have that, look behind the packets on all the other lettuces. Yes, there you <laughs> it, go. It's probably there somewhere. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's like looking for things in the grocery store. If you don't see it facing you, you know, move it aside and look in the back. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who does that. Messes up the facings for everybody. <laughs> I know the, the, the shelvers <laughs> hate that. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> move things around. Oh, let's see. What else is going on? Uh, I've got the new, well, <clears throat> we both have the new brochure from uh, Plant Select yeah, for we 2022. Do. With all kinds of fun new things, I can't coming wait out. to get that that ground cover. Ground cover sounds like juniper. Era, uh, juniper, thank you. Yeah. Yep. I don't know where the Guernsey name came from, but Guernsey Green Juniper is what it's called. Uh, I, I I I can't find it right now. It's bird amongst the. Okay, there it is. Okay, this ground hugging evergreen found in the windy prairies of eastern Wyoming. Maybe there's some place in eastern Wyoming that's called Guernsey. Maybe so. That's what I wish they'd put in here. How did it get its name? Who discovered it? Yeah. Give me some background. I find that stuff fascinating. But you might be asking yourself, what's so special about Guernsey Green? Well, it's a ground cover. Yeah, this only gets three to, inches um, tall. Did I say three inches? Yeah. Yeah, I see that. It looks about three inches. And once you get it established, doesn't need any water. Mm -mm. 
It is. It grows flat to the ground. That's right. It'll be a nice plant to cascade over a wall or through boulders. It says it gets five to ten feet across. I often wonder, how do they know that? Especially something that's this new on the market. Yeah. Unless, unless well, like it, you said, yeah. they discovered it out <coughs> in the wild and they figured it must be an old plant that they found. And yeah. so they kind of figure that's going to be the mature size. How, how do they know it's not going to get to be 15 feet wide? Well, I suppose or with 20. water. Or take over your yard. You could, you could replace all your bluegrass with juniper. Well, you know, junipers, I think, have had a bad rap. There are the the old Fitzer junipers that everybody planted back in the 50s and 60s because that's about the only thing that was available <laughs> then. And uh, they eat your house. <coughs> and they're a fire hazard when they get older. And they just look like garbage <laughs> after a while well, they, nobody when ever they've been hacked on. Nobody ever took care of them. Yeah. And so people think <clears throat> they hear the word juniper and they cringe. Yeah. Well, you know, that was just one variety. I don't see many of them around anymore, by the way. No. Most of them are gone. Yeah. Because most people decided to do something with them, you know, to start trimming them. <laughs> like little pom-poms <laughs> after and they're things. Four, after they're 40 years old. Yeah, so, right. Okay. That doesn't work, people. <laughs> no. <laughs> supposed to, you're supposed to handle these things almost on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. Do something to them. But there are so many nice varieties <clears throat> of junipers out there. They're oh, yeah. beautiful. And we have very <laughs> few evergreens here in Colorado. Things that stay green all winter long. Or maybe turn, like the Andorra juniper, will turn kind of a plum color. Yeah. And, and, and they stay, there's a lot of them that stay very short, like this Guernsey green, three inches. Some that stay six inches. Some that stay eight inches or 10 or 12 inches. You know, there's a lot of short ones out there. And they make great ground covers. They're, they're durable. Things don't bother them. And like Jim said, a lot of these varieties, once they're established, they don't need any more water. That's right. One of my favorite upright junipers is uh, one called Hollywood. Oh, that doesn't grow here, though. Uh, not well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in, in Hollywood, it looks great. <laughs> oh, I saw a lot of them in, in uh, San Diego <clears throat> yeah, there's when I was down there. They are beautiful. Yeah, arch- very architectural kind of a thing. looks yeah. like a sculpture. It is. Really very, very nice. Um, a good one for here, if you're wanting an upright juniper, is one called Woodward. Yes. W-O-O-D-W-A-R-D. I believe that was a plant select item. Mm -hmm. And the reason I recommend it is it gives you that nice, narrow, upright, almost Italian cypress-looking sort of effect. But it doesn't bust up in the snowstorms that we get. And a lot of the upright junipers have a tendency to just peel open like a banana. Yeah, and and the bark splits, and once they do that, you know, just take them out. Yeah. Don't try to keep them. But Woodward... I can highly recommend that one. It's I'm extremely looking, durable. I'm looking for it in there. Apparently, this, I don't know how they're put in here. Is this by the year? We have this catalog here of Plant Select. Plant Select, a guide, a guide to plants, which I think is supposed to have all the plants ever released by Plant Select. I think and it'll be toward the back in the woody plant section. Oh, is that how it is? You got, oh, there we go. There I is. see the colors. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, it says it's going to get the Woodward Juniper will get 20 feet. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, but only four feet wide. For juniper, that's pretty doggone good. Yeah, it is very good. And you never have to prune it. You don't have to shear it. You don't have to do a thing to it as far as pruning goes. Just let it grow. That's right. So no, they don't. They don't have the um, uh, the size of the 
Do they have the size of that juniper you were talking about? Because mm-hmm. on a couple other ones, they don't have the size. I just said it was 20 feet by 4 feet. You did say See? that. And I'm looking at others here, like, for instance, Little Leaf Mott Mahogany. Oh, that's Intricatus. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if they have Curl Leaf Mott Mahogany in here. Again, I'm not sure that this is... Um, apparently, okay, it is alphabetical. All right, there we go. Mm. <coughs> they have... Uh, Fern bushes being four by four. <laughs> you know, I got news for you, people. That's uh, uh, no, that's way <coughs> too small. <laughs> way people. I saw it at the at the um, Grand Canyon, in front of some of their buildings there, in full bloom during the summer. They had to be every bit of eight feet tall. Oh yeah, easily. Yep. Oh, here's a good one: blue stem joint fir, e- Ephedra equisitiva. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm currently <laughs> massacring the one I have. Okay. <laughs> because it's gone. Way beyond the four feet high by six feet. And is now yeah. suckering all over the place. Yeah, there's better one, better ephedras. I have one in my yard that it's less than two feet tall, maybe four feet across. But, man, does it, it looks just like it does during the summer right now. Yeah, yeah, that's the nice, nice thing about it. And, it's, you know, it's nice to find evergreens that you can grow here. Because uh, you know, I, I don't like a barren moonscape of a landscape during the winter. I want to see something green. And speaking of which, one should, one should plant lots of manzanitas. Oh, That's man. That's a broadleaf evergreen. Yeah. It looks as good, like you said, it looks as good now as it does in June. And I saw a couple, uh, a couple days ago in someone's front yard, the plants were, I figured, at least 40 years old. Mm-hmm. One of them is the size, I'm not kidding, the size of a Volkswagen. It is huge. Oh, but it's gorgeous. Oh, it's solid mass of evergreen leaves. In the sun? Mm-hmm. Full, Full sun. sun. See, and that's another beauty of that sort of plant, is that a lot of the broadleafed evergreens that we have available to us, like boxwood and holly um, and euonymus, want, don't, don't want that full winter sun it causes them to yeah, dehydrate and, exactly. and, and scorch or burn that yet one of many reasons we can't grow rhododendrons here yeah uh, but manzanitas you can grow them in full sun all winter long they That's look right. gorgeous and we need more of them in the landscape but currently plant select has only three one's a ground cover oh there's going to be more i hope so we know that two are in the in the pipeline mm-hmm. and um, there should be more right now the what's available is things like Chieftain and Panchito and Mock Bearberry. Yep. And they're all related to our native uh, Kinnikinnik. Yes. Which is also technically I a manzanita. These, I believe all of these were, were originally collected in Colorado. Okay. Makes it even better. And I know where that is. And I grow it, I have probably a dozen of them in my yard, anywhere from full shade to full sun, and they don't care. Yep. Good plant. Excellent plant. So watch for those coming and, and there, in. Like I said, there are many, many more. Um, there's a place in the West Slope, a large place in West Slope that has nothing but manzanitas all over the place. Mm-hmm. Everything from ground covers up to six feet tall. Just growing in the wild? Just growing in the wild. In your face. Mixing, <laughs> yes, mixing, <laughs> mixing among themselves. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes. Well, let's see. Where are we at here? Uh, why don't we take our first break, and then we'll come back and talk to Irene in Adams County about impatient seeds. And I will tell you about a brand-new coneflower that's uh, just currently been released right here on Legends A10. 
It's time to fall in love all over again. Valentine's Day is Monday, February 14th. At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we deliver romance. Surprise her at work on Friday and impress her coworkers. Or start the weekend off with a special delivery at home for the weekend celebration. We have just the thing to take her breath away. Send beautiful roses and shades of red and pink or a colorful spring mix of garden flowers. It's easy to give a gift of nature. Order online at www.lafayetteflorist.com and see all of our Valentine specials. Call us and speak with one of our floral specialists or stop by. We're open daily. Spread the love. Don't forget a friendly bouquet for Valentine's Day or a special floral hug for your mom and something for him. Choose a masculine floral bouquet or a houseplant for his desk. Guys love flowers too. Lafayette Florist is your one-stop Valentine's Day shop. Add a finishing touch with balloons, plush bears, and gourmet chocolates. We deliver next door and all around the world. Order now to reserve your Valentine's Day flowers. Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, located at 600 South Public Road in the heart of Lafayette. Contact us at 303-665-5555 or www.lafayetteflorist.com and we'll help you express your love. Happiness guaranteed. Spring is right around the corner, and we couldn't be more excited to get our gardens growing. If you're in need of seed, Botanical Interests has you covered this season. Their carefully chosen varieties are third-party tested to ensure successful germination rates, so you can be confident that you're getting high-quality seed every time. Not only are their seeds non-GMO project verified, but they also set you up for success by providing detailed sowing instructions and organic gardening advice inside each seed packet. With over 600 gardener-approved varieties to choose from, including tried-and-true heirlooms, organic seeds, native varieties, and easy-to-grow essentials, there's sure to be something for everyone. Find Botanical Interests high-quality seeds at thousands of independent garden centers across the country or online at botanicalinterests.com. Did you fight a yard full of pesky weeds last year? Fertilome has a solution for that. Stop those weed seeds from ever coming up with Fertilome for All Seasons, one of the longest-lasting weed preventers on the market. It will prevent crabgrass, spurge, purslane, and other weeds for up to six months. So apply it early and let it do the work. It also has a unique blend of slow-release fertilizer that contains important micronutrients, including iron, that will green up your yard all summer long. Use the product the professionals use, Fertilome for All Seasons. Look for Fertilome for All Seasons at these and other independent garden centers. Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Tagawa Garden Center in Centennial, and Wilmore Nursery in Littleton. Be sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. All right, we're back. We're, uh, we're, we're inventing words here. Actually trying to look up words that were invented during our lifetime. Yeah. And we think Keith's son is... I, the I don't know. I don't know if he is or not, but <laughs> I'll take I'll take credit for him. Well, why not? You're you're his dad. <laughs> Let's get out to the phones. We've got Irene waiting to talk to us. Good morning, Irene. Good morning. Some time ago, I called you about plant shade plants, something that blooms. Mm-hmm. You recommended Big Bounce Impatience. Yes. I have several seed books, and I can't find it anywhere. Hmm. Well, it's a fairly new 
I would say within the past six or eight years. It's a fairly new variety that's out there. It's actually, yeah, Big Bounce is a series. So there's a Big Bounce Red, Big Bounce White, that sort of thing. I'm wondering whether it hasn't made it to the retail catalogs yet. Well, I think you had some, but maybe you bought them as plants. I do. I don't bother trying to start impatience from seed. I don't have that kind of patience. I'm oh. impatient. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about well, originating words. I tried some uh, a few years back, and there were more leaves than there were flowers. I threw them out. Well, yeah, there are some of the old varieties um, that, uh, that, that, that don't bloom real well. Uh, but I like the Bounce series. Well, there's Bounce and there's Big Bounce. Either one. The Big Bounce has larger flowers, and the plants will grow taller, um, upwards of two feet tall. And, oh, really? Yeah, and have flowers the size of a 50-cent piece. And it just covers themselves with flowers. Will grow in sun or shade. They, fl- they bloom better with at least half a day of sun. And I'm wondering if there was ever any seed available. Oh, well, there's a, that, that's oh. a possibility. It might be one that's only done by vegetative cuttings. Either cuttings or, or tissue culture. Tissue culture, yeah. It might not be available from seed. But I, I know the garden, centers, the garden centers carry it uh, in the spring. And then you can you know buy a couple of plants and then take your own cuttings. Well, I bought... Some impatience last year, the plants, and uh, they didn't do well. Where did you have them planted? On the north side of the house. Okay. In, in containers? Yes. Okay. On my patio. All right. And what kind of potting soil did you use? Some that came from Denver Wholesale. Denver Wholesale. Okay. They, they typically carry... Uh, the sunshine mixes. Uh, well, this is a commercial. Yeah. It's a wholesaler. It, it, they cater to growers and retailers and that sort of thing. Um, sunshine. I like uh, sunshine mixes. I I've always too. liked them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, when did you plant them out? Well, I got them, I don't know, probably mid-May. All right. Oh, well, you got to be careful with impatience. They're a plant that is not very um, amenable to cold temperatures. Yeah, they're, they're cold sensitive. Um, and, and not so much cold daytime temperatures because it always warms up in May and during the day. It's the night temperatures you have to watch out for. So I would, I would look at, you know, if you're going to plant them in containers and have them out in, in mid-May, our night temperatures can still drop down into the 40s. Uh, even though we don't have frost, it can still stunt impatience and other warm-growing uh, plants. So you need to be careful about that. They don't like that, huh? They no. don't like no. those cold no. night temperatures. Sort of like tomatoes and peppers. And they don't like that either. And, and since you bring this up, this is important information for plant people to know. Unfortunately, I don't see that written up in the catalogs. I don't see that on the label of plants, that these are cold-sensitive plants. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, he says, what else out Snapdragons. there? Snapdragons. Snapdragons, for yeah. instance. They don't care about the cold temperatures. Yeah. However, the label doesn't tell you that either. Right. So there's a lot of information. I guess that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Yeah. Exactly. That's why we've been around for almost yeah. 28 years now. Yeah, telling people, people about impatience. People need us. <laughs>
fine, no going back to Indiana, you know, before the impatience got that disease. Uh, so many people had them planted under their trees, and yes. they were just gorgeous. Yeah, yep, you're right. And the nice thing, uh, you mentioned the disease, the downy mildew that has been sweeping across the country and just destroying the old varieties of... Um, what are they, Walleriana types? Yes. Okay, the old-fashioned old kind of impatience. And, and this big bounce and bounce series, and there's the one called Sun Patience. That works really well, too. Uh, they don't have the problem with that disease because they have some New Guinea impatience in, in their background, in their genetics, and that seems to give them that resistance. So if you've had the old variety of impatience and you see it, all of a sudden, one day it looks kind of sad, the next day it looks completely wilted, and the third day it's dead. Um, that's downy mildew, and you don't want to plant that anymore. No, I haven't planted it. Yeah, I don't know that those are even being offered for sale. Yeah, they Any, are. Are they? Yeah, they're still wow. available for sale, which surprises me. Uh, because there are new series out there almost as good as the old series. If not better. Um, I think they still, I, my opinion, they still have a way to go in terms of floriferousness. Mm-hmm. But it, it won't be long, and they still look very good. Yeah, that's why I like the. But bounce. again, we're getting back to the. I am getting back to the label that they may be on there about downy mildew resistant. That may be on the label. It I might don't be. know. Yeah. Oh, the other cool thing about uh, that I I think we should just touch on, Irene, is that this the trend in the last fifteen to twenty years has been. You know, the growers have been getting away and the breeders have been getting away from seed-grown crops. And everything is done vegetatively, uh, either through tissue culture or through cuttings. And I'm sure you've noticed, like everybody else, that stuff that used to be available in six-packs or four-packs, you can only get in four-inch pots now, and they're a whole lot more expensive. And that's because they're all done from cuttings and not from seed anymore. Yep. Yeah, I notice you can no longer just pick seed and expect it to look the same next year. Oh, no. no. Yeah, no. You're, you're right. Yep. Okay, well, I'll I'll keep looking, but maybe I'll just have to buy um, the plant. I think so. Um, that would be the best way to go. And and keep in mind that that, that whole bounce or big bounce series, they grow pretty good size uh, as far as plants go. So you don't have to have very many of them to fill a container. Okay, thank you for your information. All righty. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for, the call. Thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. Bye. And as I promised, I'll tell you about the new Echinacea, the coneflower that has been released. Its name is Fresco Apricot. Okay. Guess what color it is? Blue. <laughs> it's apricot colored. Okay. And the one the week before. And how is that different from any other apricot-colored <coughs> one? Uh, do you know of any other apricot-colored uh, uh, If there's 700 and some varieties out there, there's <laughs> got to be apricot-colored ones. And the la- latest one before that was one called Prima Tiger, mm-hmm. or, or in, in my parlance, Tagger. That's mm. <clears throat> a tagger. You catch a tagger by the tail. There you go. Yeah. And these both were, both were put out by um, Terra Nova Nurseries. This is a very large nursery operation that they also have outlets in China. Hmm. Uh, Terra Nova is really not a retail establishment. No, no, it's no. It's a supplier to the <coughs> growers who yeah. then supply them to the retailers. Exactly. 
They supply, you're right, supply them to the growers. The growers grow them up, and then those then get in, put in the garden centers. Mm-hmm. So it's a several-step process. It is, absolutely. And most of these coming out now are tissue-cultured. Mm-hmm. So don't bother gathering, collecting seeds. No. <laughs> if, if they come up at all, they won't be the same. They may not even produce viable seeds. That's exactly what I mean. They might be mules. So you never know. Um, I spent... A happy afternoon. Yay! On my computer, perusing the Plant Delights catalog. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Not done that yet. Uh, Holy cow. (laughs) I filled two pages in my notebook of things I have to have. And this is all Zone 5? I need them. Yeah. Because they used to have a lot of Zone 6 plants. Well, they still do. Okay. But they're all, you know, they tell you in the description what zone they are. And, and they're uh, very conservative, too, with those zones. I think so. Yeah. There are a couple of them I scratched my head on. You know, like that Acerum splendens that everyone's... Yes. looks like a, a cyclam- giant cyclamen leaf. Yeah. And they're, they're listing it as zone four. And I kind of, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Really? I've killed... I don't know how many of them. Uh, well, no, I haven't killed them. The winter killed them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> but they did have... I think there were maybe six... Variety species slash cultivars of acerums, which mm-hmm. which are the what they call hardy gingers. Yeah, and this is a, a heart shaped leaf, and it's a it's a low ground cover. Yep. Oftentimes, it's completely evergreen or very close to being evergreen, and that does produce little flowers. They're underneath the leaves. You have yes. to crawl around on the ooh, ground like ooh, an ant. That's right, literally crawl to on see the them. ground, and they're really not worth and. seeing. <laughs> And lift the leaves to look at the flowers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then they, they scream yeah. and, you know, you're invading and, my and all, privacy. And all those new ones that you you just mentioned are Zone 5? There were several of them that were Zone 5 that had marbled foliage. And that's mm. what I've been looking for. Because the one I grow at home that is just, you know, green, green. tough as nails, green, green, very glossy leaf. I don't like canadensis because it's a matte finish on the leaf. A serum canadensis. Oh, yeah. Not evergreen like, either. No. I like uh, a serum... Europeana? Is it Europeana or Europeans? Europium. Anyway, it's the European European one. one. Um, It has a heart-shaped leaf about the size of a cyclamen leaf. Yes. But it's plain green, but shiny. Yes. Very glossy. And it stays nice and low to the ground, you know, less than six inches tall. And it just covers the ground in this really dense, dense ground cover in the shade. Or parts early early morning sun, and nothing can grow through it. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> I've had. I mean, I, no, I, I won't go into it. But it is a very dense growing plant, and it is wonderful, and it stays green. Mine is still green right now, so I consider that to be evergreen. Yeah, that close enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so look for it. A- 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 serum. <laughs> I'd say Aserum, but anyway, A-S-A-R-U-M. Right, or European ginger. Or Yeah, European ginger, hardy ginger. Yeah. That'll get you there. But like I said, I don't like the Canadian one because it's got this dull matte finish yeah. to the leaf, and it just and doesn't just, stand out. It's deciduous. Yeah, that too. And you don't know, in the wintertime, you don't know what's there. It's kind of like gone. Oh, really? Well, yeah, man. Well, what good is that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, speaking of standing out, 
We have somebody on the phone right now. A standout? Yes, a standout in his field. Good morning, Paniotti. <laughs> well, I, I guess I, uh, it's a little chilly to stand out in my field. This <laughs> it, it is indeed. Paniotti Kaledis from the Botanic Gardens. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. I'm always good to hear you guys. You too. What are you calling about today? I have a funny feeling it's about trees. Well, you know, I, I think everybody says they love trees, but we sure don't act like it, do we? I mean, uh, Sometimes. when you look at oh, the atrocities yeah. that are done to trees, yeah, yeah. But I like to think that I've, I've done something good about trees. About seven years ago, we started a fantastic symposium that all the arborists in town come to. But it's such a good symposium, really, the things we deal with. I think anybody who loves trees would love to participate. It's a... Um, uh, it's called a Tree Diversity Symposium, and we it was organized by a couple of us who are kind of tree nerds because we are frustrated that everybody keeps planting the same trees and then they get diseases. Like they, everybody plant American elms, and then we got the, the elm blight, and then everybody goes out and plants ash trees, and now we have, you know, this ash borer. And so we're trying to convince people, you know, there's hundreds of different kinds of trees that people can grow. Uh but there's also other issues dealing with trees. Almost every tree in our mountains has some problem with it. And uh, we have uh, one of our organizers, uh, Patrick Martin, is a professor at the University of Denver. He's actually going to talk about issues in our mountains and how what things that can be done and to understand why there's so many different kinds of problems with our mountain trees, where you you know you drive up to to Dillon and all the all the trees are brown. And it has a huge impact on our tourism, and mm-hmm. some of that is due to you know things that we do as people. So, uh, but we're going to have um, um, about uh, eight different people. There's going to be a panel with uh, some friends of ours on it: Scott Scagabo, and uh, there's going to be um, uh, David Dickey, who uh, works with the big nurseries that bring things in, and and some other local uh, experts are going to try and tackle. And each one of them are going to argue from the retail, from the um, a wholesale from uh, the designer point, who's to blame for the fact that we just do the same trees. <laughs> so we have the locals that are going to be paneling to try, and it'll be kind of a, um, a, a wrestling uh, uh, thing. But we have some people from far away, um, including um, uh, a very uh, famous uh, man named uh, Michael Dossman, who's kind of the kingpin of the Arnold Arboretum. And he's going to be talking about why the Arnold Arboretum has done plant exploration all over the world and his own experiences with seeking out better trees. So ordinarily, we try and do this at the Botanic Gardens, but because of a certain phenomenon that's shown up the last few years, this is going to be uh, something you'll have to enjoy from the comfort of your homes because it's going to be a, uh, a Zoom conference. Okay. And, you're, you're, and, and um, I hope a couple of your uh, uh uh, listeners will be able to score uh, for some tickets for that. Um, they, could, they could do it by going to, uh, to the Botanic Gardens website, and um, I'm trying to figure out. It's in the education department. If you look down on classes, you'll see the, the tree diversity webinar. Um, maybe um, I think I sent the two of you our brochure, and I don't know if that's something that you can post or something, but if um, if you guys can come up with a good contest for a uh, 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 tree questions, which I suspect you probably could. Uh, we'd like to offer at least two uh, places to your listeners. And what's the date of this magical conference? 
is going to be on March 4th, which is a Friday. It goes from uh, 8.30 in the morning to 3 p.m. in the evening, well, the afternoon. And uh, it's um, uh, uh, for the general public, it's $45. If you're a member of Denver Botanic Gardens or the Colorado Tree Coalition, it's only 40 But if you're a student, it's 20 So there's uh, three different rates. And, of course, if they can answer your challenging question, uh, they might be able to get in for free. We do this sort of traditionally. Gotcha. Okay. We will take care of that for you. We'll come up with some kind great, of a, a contest and give away two tickets for that. Yes, or two I, registrations, I, you guys, I guess. You guys have been uh, attending it for the last couple of years. What, what have, you, have you learned anything new from our conference? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm still <laughs> waiting for this guy by the name of Adam Black to come back. With a truckload of of new plants that he thinks would work here. Well, he's going to be uh, uh, speaking at a, a rock garden conference in, in uh, at Botanic Gardens in October. So uh, I'll tell him that that we have some high expectations. Oh, absolutely! Uh, for everybody else out there, Adam Black to talk to one of these tree symposiums a number of years ago. And talked about plants on the Texas Mexico border. Oh, that's the guy from what Peckerwood. Yes. Which is a yeah, goofy yeah. name. We're I hope they changed it. <laughs> I think they, <laughs> they may have. Actually, but, but anyway, uh, he, he surmises that a lot of these things should be tried here. Not that they yeah. will work, but should be tried here. And he's, and he's naming plants that I've never heard of before. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Every, every day he posts stuff. That, but I, I, I've never heard. I, I don't even know what the genus is. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of us are claiming that he's making them up. But unfortunately, I have. I've said that many times. I I, I, I said to you, I think we should sign a we should sign a petition to stop him from putting stuff on Facebook. (laughs) He's pretty special. Well, actually, when when he comes back, we'll have to have a little contest and see if we can get some of your people to come hear him again because he's he's pretty special. And tell him there's a lot out there we don't know, isn't there? Yeah, tell him to bring back cuttings of everything he's been talking about. What is the name of the the nursery or the botanic gardens that he's at that they changed it to? Well, uh, he's no longer at, at, he was the director of what used to be called Peckerwood. Now they're calling it the John Ferry Garden, which I'm not sure if that's much of an improvement. But uh, uh, at any rate. <laughs> now, he used to also Let's be in charge of something in uh, in Florida as well. Yeah, he actually, um, this is not, not widely known, but uh, he has a backer who really approves of what he does, and so he's underwritten to do what he does. Oh, good. Are we Which all need backers. Wouldn't it be nice if we all had that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think we should have a symposium on getting backers. <laughs> <laughs> and send I, us around the world. My, my wife yeah, is my backer, yeah. but it is not, it's not financial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, we can all grade. Well, That's we right. certainly appreciate that, Panayoti, and uh, we will take note of it. And I'm, I'm waiting for my brochure or whatever. And this is all being emailed out, I take it? Yeah, I'm, okay. I, I emailed uh, to the two of you. Uh, you should have it in your, in your boxes. Actually, you emailed it to my wife. <laughs> okay, I'll, oh, I'll look for uh, it. <laughs> well, uh, Flora West, you know, if you know what I mean, it should, uh, it should it'll get to you. Okay, good. Yeah. We'll get it one way or the other. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, well thank well, you anyway, for calling. Uh, uh, happy spring to all of you. I, I, I hope you're enjoying the one inch of snow we got last night. <laughs> yeah. How many one inches did you get at your place? <laughs> I'm guessing about 
seven or eight. Yeah, that least. sounds about right. Yeah. I kept looking. Really? You you surpassed one inch about eight hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't you glad we're not weathering? Oh, boy. Don't go out on the roads today. You're terrible. Well, thanks thanks for the call, Panny Eddie. Very good. And we'll talk it out here. Have a wonderful day. All right, you too. You too. Bye-bye. That's Paniote. He's the uh, outreach, outreach coordinator. Yes. That's his, I think that's his official title. When I met him back in the early 80s, he was the uh, curator of the Rock Alpine Garden. That's right. Yeah, I, f- I figured out the other day, we were, we were chatting back and forth by email and wondering, when is it that we first met? And uh, it was either 42 or 43 years ago. Yeah. 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 God. I remember it was the the, the uh, Rock Alpine Gardens had just been constructed. Yeah. And I was there to see Dr. Foyt about some things because I was a county agent at the time. Mm-hmm. And he had an office there. Yes. And I went and walked around the gardens and met Paniotti. He was jumping from rock to rock, planting things here and uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. And we just struck up a conversation. Anyway, <laughs> there was one experience where I went to volunteer to help him in the rock gardens. And I was going to do some weeding. Mm-hmm. And I was pulling out stuff. And I noticed he was right behind me, putting them <laughs> back in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I met him when I was in a nursery out in, in Palisade. Um, what was the name of it? God, I remember the name of the nursery. It was a brand new nursery. And he walked in. I didn't know him from Adam. Yeah. And he walked in and he came up to me and he said, hey, you got any red yuccas? And I thought. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know what a yucky is, and yeah. I know the color red, but putting the two together, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, he was just joking, which I didn't know. Um, oh, okay. And ever he since wasn't it, talking about Hesperoloe? Well, I, I didn't think so. I mean, I knew the plant, but you know, it's not a yucca in my mind. No, it's not a <clears> yucca <throat> in my mind either. Yeah, although people call it a red yucca. Um, but there are our native yucca here on the plains that... Um, um, that have white flowers, but many of them you'll find some have pinky and reddish Pink tinges tints, to yeah. them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, what did someone breed these and come up with a red one that I don't know about? Yeah, really. Well, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Somebody right. needs to do that. So if any, anybody out there knows about a red yucca, true yucca, why give us a call? In the meantime, we're going to take a little break and get back right here on Legends 810. Plants in general are good for the soul, and many studies show people are healthier and happier when surrounded by plants. You will find a nice selection of house plants and some great pots to add interest to your decor at Jared's Nursery and Garden Center. House plants not only add beauty to your living space, they make it healthier by removing toxins and pollutants from the air in your home. Spider plants, philodendron, dracaena, and peace lilies are just some of the common plants that can be great air purifiers. If you're having trouble with existing plants, the staff at Jared's can help you determine the problem and recommend a solution. Maybe the only good thing about COVID is that it resulted in many new gardeners. Jared's has a great selection of seeds, including heirloom and many unusual varieties of flowers and vegetables, tomatoes, peppers, sunflowers, zinnias, and others. Check out their website, jaredsgarden.com, for classes beginning February 5th to help as you plan for spring. Jared's Nursery and Garden Center is located on West Bulls Avenue between Kipling and Sims. Winter hours are 9 to 5, 7 days a week. They thank you for your support in 2021 and look forward to serving you in 2022. 
advertise your product or service with the Garden Wise Guys, the most listened to radio gardening show in Colorado since 1994. Radio talk show hosts Keith Funk and Jim Borland are dedicated to supporting and promoting independent businesses and the products and services you sell. The reason for their success is they help their advertisers. This is a destination show every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m., simulcasting on both a.m. and f.m. People are gardening in larger numbers than ever, and radio advertising is timely, adaptable, targeted, and affordable. Listeners can catch the show at home, in the car, at work, and at play. On the radio, computer, or mobile device, the radio is there. Today's competitive marketplace demands an active medium, and that's radio, capable of stirring emotion, creating demand, and selling your product or service. Contact the Garden Wise Guys now. Email thegardenwiseguys at gmail.com. Thegardenwiseguys at gmail.com. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 930. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It show, helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It show every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. We are back. We're taking your phone calls at the following number, 303-477-2473. That's right. And Roger did just that. Good morning, Roger. Thanks for calling the Garden Wise, guys. Hello, Roger. Roger Dodger. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. What can we do for you today, Roger? I, uh, I'm looking for some special soil for uh, around the house here. I've Pour out some juniper bushes and some other ones, and I'm putting in a garden. And I've had it here a couple of years. The strawberries did well. Uh, tomatoes aren't bad, but uh, colored greens and kale and cucumbers don't do so well in it. So I need some better soil. You need some better soil. Or you need some fertilizer. Well, I uh, I put some of that uh, tomato fertilizer on. It does does well in spots, but you. You got to add it quite often. I was uh, wondering. Some of the soil is pretty hard. It's uh, kind of a clay type yet, because this is a new development out here. Have, uh-huh. you, have uh, you added any compost to the soil? I did add a couple bags. I probably need to add quite a bit more. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. and I, on a yearly basis. Yes, I'd put a layer down three or four inches deep of compost or organic matter of some sort and dig yeah. that in. And probably okay, do that. For, I'm, I'm getting close to that. I'd do I that just, for a couple of years in a row. You can do it in the fall or do it in the spring. But before you go out and buy soil, um, I think I would invest a little time and effort into uh, getting a soil test to see what you're deficient in. Okay, that's probably a good idea. Where do I send that? Or do I take it to a garden center? A lot of the garden centers have soil test kits available to you that, that, that uh, are Colorado State University testing. Um, it, it's free at the garden center, but then you have to pay CSU to do the testing. Um, yeah. And I don't know how expensive that is anymore. I think it's probably around 30 bucks. Yeah, probably up there. Um, but it comes back with a very comprehensive soil test. Uh, it gives you all the, you know, the pH and the NPKs and organic matter content and all that sort of stuff that you need to know. And that will help you decide 
what you do need to add and what you don't need to add. And they will tell you that. And they'll tell you, yes, exactly what you have to do to bring that soil up to productive levels. So that's where I would start. Okay, I think I'll do that. I, I, uh, it's worth the uh, expense. I'll, I'll try CSU and see what, uh, what they got. Yeah, go to a, do you have a, a garden center close by? Yeah, what do you do? Just stick a sample out of the soil in different places? Well, yeah, the kit will tell you what to do and how to do it. Yes, it's oh. very specific, and you may want to make sure you use clean utensils and that sort of thing so you don't contaminate the, the sample at all. I know that Nix has these um, kits that you can get, but a lot of the garden centers have them. Just go in and ask for the CSU soil test kit. Okay, yeah, I've been to Nix a few times, so... Okay. Uh, yeah, I can flip out there and get one. That sounds good. Okay. Hey, thanks a lot. And I'd, I'd be curious to learn what you find out from Absolutely. CSU. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah, what because, uh, yeah, as all there's been is bushes around here. I'm, I'm living in Lowry, and uh, it's, uh, you know, HOA. I don't know if they approve of my garden, but I don't care. I want to. <laughs> good for you. I'm going to be a little surprised that you actually have clay soil. I suspect it's going to be more on the sandy side. Uh, yeah, it is, but it's it's pretty stiff. It's yeah. pretty hard. Yeah. You've got to dig pretty it's good a, into it's it. It's probably very fine sand that uh, can be compacted pretty easily. I, I and, think that's probably it. Yeah, yeah. and gives the illusion of being a clay soil. So compost, compost, and compost. Yeah, that's that, what you need. Yeah. But uh, uh, that soil test kit will tell you what, what to do. Well, I know the soil ain't nothing like I had when I was back in Iowa. No, <laughs> nothing's like back <laughs> no. in Iowa. I could put anything in there and it'd grow. But well, yeah. you had organic matter, black soil that went down six, eight feet deep. You got it. Yeah. 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 Okay, guys, you take care and uh, have a good one. All righty. Thank you much. Thanks, Thanks for calling, call. Roger. You bet. Bye. Yeah, that soil is so black and organic and rich. I'm a little surprised that we don't have a company that's digging that up and selling it here. Well, the cost of freight and something that heavy is probably what's keeping that from happening. Uh, it has probably always been the case, and perhaps even more so today. But you know, you got rich people out there. I know, but you you, <laughs> <laughs> you can't move dirt very far and be profitable. That's a, that's all there is to it. Oh, it is expensive. Yeah, the dirt's cheap. The dirt is cheap. <laughs> it's, but you can only put what forty four thousand pounds on a semi. And no, that I, adds up very quickly. I don't. Yeah, when that's not much soil. Yeah. <laughs> Come down to it. You could fly it in. <laughs> that's, Dr- that's definitely yeah, cheaper. Dr- drones could do that. Uh, ox cart. No, there you go. <laughs> good grief. I think good grief. Hey, I forgot to mention <laughs> that, the, that the new coneflower is out. My number is now up to 745. Whoa. There were some new ones in the Plant Delights catalog that I'd never heard of. You ought to check it out. Yeah, I'll have to do that. Um, I have not checked that catalog. I got a Brex catalog. It had some new ones in there. Yeah, I checked all those. They're, already, they're already on my list. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I love that Plant Delights catalog. It's not cheap. but uh, And they had some colocaceous. Yes, they do. And they have and the are plants. And they have mangabies. Mangaves, yes. And I yes. see those on the Facebook a lot of times, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking, yeah, I should. 
They no, don't, don't, they don't do it. They don't grow here. They're not hardy here. No. And by the way, once they get up looking really good, then they die. Well, shame. They're not long-lived. Well, what's the point? That's what I say. Now, if I were rich, I'd have mangobies everywhere. Why? Now, mangobies is a, is a combination. It's a hybrid between a yucca. No, sorry. And agave and manfreda. Mm-hmm. What possessed someone <laughs> to do that cross is way beyond me. But boy, does it make some cool-looking plants. Yeah, it sure does. I suppose you could take it in for the winter if you grew it in yeah, a container. Yeah, you could. Uh, but it won't, I don't know it won't any last that. It will last two, three, four years tops. Is that all? Yeah. Well, that might as well grow a columbine then. That's I, all they last. I, that's right. So a semi-truck, it's capable of carrying 100 cubic yards of soil. Okay. But it's That's all done truck. by weight. Yeah, by weight. It's not by volume. Let me look that up. Okay. Yeah, I tell you how much. Now, they're probably using some sort of generic soil because different soils weigh different amounts. Well, and they and dry. Uh, yeah. We, you don't want to ship wet soil of any kind. That's another costly process. You take that soil in Iowa and then dry it. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and then screen all the weed seeds out of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and rocks. Uh-huh. They don't have any rocks. They don't have rocks. What are you talking about? Let's get out to the phones. We've got yeah. Jolene waiting to talk to us about Zone 3 plants. Good morning, Whoa. Jolene. Good morning, fellas. How are you doing? What? I'm good. What's going on with you? Well, um, I'm, you know, getting in the spring mood now that I have four or five inches of snow to shovel this morning. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, well, it just makes m- me stronger. But... Um, I, um, I, my, I, you know, I live here, and then I have a farm. Right. Three. And so I, I like a catalog, um, and, and I have a really good um, garden center up there called Lowe's Garden, not to be confused with Lowe's whatever. Yeah, okay, gotcha. But they, and they have really, they, they're very helpful and stuff. But I'd like a catalog that, you know, like you're talking about a variety of trees, and, um, and Paniotti was, was talking about that as well. Well, you know, in the 50s and 60s, my dad and mom, there, was, there were no trees, and so dad planted shelter belts, but they were the, the elm, and, and I've, I've still got a whole, a whole bunch of old elms, and they're just a mess. Yeah, they, that would be a Siberian elm, yep. Yeah, they're horrible. Um, so I would like to plant a lot of trees in my yard there, and I need a good variety, and I, I don't want the same thing because that's exactly what happens. I yeah. think I would Google Zone 3 Trees. Google Zone 3 Trees. Yep, okay. and I, I think you'll come up with hundreds of uh, possibilities. Good. Because I, I just as soon have, I had to take some out because mom and dad, they would, when, they, when dad would plant them, they would end up with extras. Then they'd plant them all in a clump. And I'm like, okay, now I've got four <laughs> different trees in one clump. Yeah, we don't want that. No. Great. No, do that zone four search and make a list of, a uh, list. Of course, that's only step one. Now you, now you have to find them. Well, it'll probably yeah, give then you. Then I have to find a nursery that provides them up there. Um, well, you could, you could. It'll probably give you a list of nurseries that provide Zone 3 trees that you can order from as well. Oh, oh, okay. All right. All right, thank you. Thank you for the call this morning, Jolene. 
Okay, bye-bye. I want more calls. Keith and I want more calls. Yes. And here's the phone number, 303-477-2473. We're taking a short break. Shortest in the world. We'll be right back after this on Legends 810.